Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. Hello, my friends. Hello, I missed ya. I hope that you're doing well because a little birdie told me that the big sad has been getting you good lately. What I mean by that is your your depression, your mood fluctuations are really kind of getting to you. And if that's you today, this episode is is for you and intended for you. I wanted to sit down and chat with you pretty openly and bluntly today. So if you are not in the mental space or physical space to really take that in right now, that's totally cool. Go ahead and click pause and come back to it later because we're going to get pretty blunt. And why do I say that? I want to sit down and have a really open and honest conversation about some warning signs that your depression might be creeping into survival mode. When I say survival mode, I mean that type of, of the big sad that really you are just kind of floating by. Our symptoms have not been tackled as closely as they maybe should have been or as proactively as they should have been. And we're finding ourselves in something that I as a therapist would call a depressive episode, Um, but something that I would call in the day-to-day Emily life as the big sad, right? We go through seasons where my, my mood fluctuations feel a little bit heavier. And if that's you right now, I want you to go through these warning signs with me today. And if we're checking a lot of these boxes, I really, really, really need you to get this ish in check. Okay. And I don't say that to, to call you out or to be extremely, uh, bold and scolding you. That's, that's not my intention, but me saying, Hey, get this ish in check is me as your friend saying, if we are checking off some of these warning signs right now, survival mode is here and it needs our attention. Okay. So we're going to go through these together. Um, it's going to be a little bit blunt. I I'm warning you (laughs) several times to begin with. Um, but the first of which is letting go of healthy habits that you once had the capacity to prioritize. What do I mean by that? Well, if you are finding yourself disregarding normal habits that you wouldn't have really had to think about before, and the big sad is now making those, those habits not necessarily a priority when they probably should be, that's telling us that something's changed, right? Maybe if you are finding yourself not really taking your hygiene as a priority, like I said, we're going to be blunt. There have been times where I find myself personally in a depressive episode and I find myself not showering for like three days. I'm going to be honest, dude. This is why we're here to sit down openly and honestly. So if you're finding yourself in in moments of not necessarily making my hygiene a priority or not necessarily making social interactions a priority or working out a priority when that used to be a priority for you, 
that's a big indicator. It's a big warning sign that your depression is like, hey, hello, can you attend to me over here? It's telling you that it's in survival mode and, and it's not able to prioritize those things that used to be a priority for you. This second one is something that I personally relate to pretty damn strongly. And that is the warning sign of getting tired extremely easily. When I am in the low of a big sad moment, everything exhausts me. Everything exhausts me. Social interaction or one day of work and I'm suddenly exhausted when I wouldn't normally feel that way is a huge, huge indicator, right? If you're finding yourself being exhausted by everything and not really feeling fueled by anything when it comes to energy, this is a huge warning sign. Getting tired extremely easily. That's your survival mode saying, hey, I, I can't be running on this empty tank this long. I need some attention. We also know that we are in big, sad survival mode when we find ourselves snapping really easily snapping really easily. And what I mean by that is breaking down over something small that wouldn't normally make us break down. Maybe we are getting frustrated in ways that we wouldn't normally get frustrated or getting upset more quickly than we would normally. Finding ourselves being more emotional than we would about a particular situation. That's telling us that our capacity for survival in in terms of the big sad is not really doing very well. Needs some of our attention there too. But maybe it's also struggling to engage in conversation. Being really emotionally distant or feeling like social interaction is a lot more difficult. And again, this ties into that piece of being tired really easily. Right? If you are finding that social interactions are extremely difficult because they're so draining right now, that's a huge indicator that our depression needs some attention. Right, That interaction would not normally drain me as much as it is. What is that trying to communicate to me? Ah, okay, I see my depression's in survival mode and it needs my help. Another piece of this, and this is where we get into the really blunt side of the conversation, so bear with me. Bear with me, Okay. Another warning side that we really need to look out for is prioritizing the immediate comfort when we're feeling burnt out or emotional or heightened at the expense of your long-term health. Now, what do I mean by that? That can look very different for a wide spectrum of people. So some of this might not pertain to you. Some of it you might be like, oh crap, yeah, I do that. And that's trying to tell me something. And that's okay. That's why we're having this conversation. All right. Some examples here. Prioritizing immediate comfort when it comes to emotional eating. Um, If you are one of those people that really gets comforted by food, first of all, I hear you, girlfriend. I am you. I get it. But that immediate comfort being prioritized over the really crappy feeling either mentally or physically that we're going to have afterwards and our long-term health, right? So maybe it's emotional eating. Maybe it's things like I need the immediate comfort of pushing away all my responsibilities and not prioritizing the long-term effects that that's going to have, right? 
For some people, that also looks like the immediate comfort of some risky behaviors, some things like alcohol use or substance use. I need that immediate comfort, immediate distraction, immediate take me away from what the big sad is doing to me and not thinking of the long-term effects that that's going to have. If that is a source of coping for you right now, this is your huge warning sign that the big sad is in survival mode and needs you and needs you to help it get out of that mode. Other things that we get a little bit more uh, serious and heavy about are things like self-harm, things like restricting eating, things like having really dark thoughts that we're not comfortable to speak about with other people, but we know that they're there, right? That's the big sad screaming at you, begging you to give it some attention, to give it the TLC that it's asking for. So those immediate sources of comfort being prioritized over long-term effects or long-term health is a huge warning sign here. Huge, huge warning sign here. And if that's you, I beg you with everything in me to give that the attention that it needs, okay? And our next piece to really keep an eye out for here is this feeling that you're just kind of existing rather than living. It's that foggy feeling. That, that feeling of kind of just being on autopilot for prolonged periods of time. Just going through the motions. If you've heard anyone describe their depression, they, I bet you, have had moments where they just feel like they're going through the motions. Where they just feel like everything is so foggy and on autopilot that I'm just kind of existing and not really living my life intentionally. Man, what a warning sign that is that our depression is begging for our attention. And to be honest, dude, doesn't that sound like the definition of survival mode? Literally just going through the motions on autopilot. I wake up, I go to work, I do the things, I go to bed, right? This definition of survival mode when it comes to the way that we are, are thinking, but also just the way that we're doing, And I know you. I know you well enough to know that you are not a woman that wants to go through the motions. You are not a woman that wants to put priorities that used to be really important to you on the back burner to let the big sad win. You're not the kind of woman that acts on impulses in the moment for immediate comfort instead of thinking of her long-term health. I know you well enough by now. I know that you are the kind of woman that wants to find a way out of the big sad, that wants to kick this depressive episode to the curb, so I urge you, I beg you again, if these are red flags that you are experiencing in your life, I want you to do one thing, one thing for me today, and here it is. I want you to do one thing that used to light up your freaking world when the big sad wasn't there. When you weren't feeling like you were feeling now, what was one thing that made you excited? What was one thing that made you eager to go out and do? What was that? I can guarantee that as you're listening to this, it came to mind right now. I can guarantee that you see it in your head right now. What is that thing? And before you even try to protest me, honeyhead, listen here. You're not going to want to do that right now. 
I know you got the big cover of the big sad over you, but here's how we're going to kick that cover off. Here's how we are going to kick that cover off. This is something called behavioral activation in the fancy therapist world. Okay, basically all that means is that we are going to enact a behavior that used to make us happy before we feel like being happy. Okay, that's extremely simplified for you. If you want to chat more about behavioral activation, specifics of how we can do that, send me a message on Instagram. I can do a whole episode on it. But the point being, we are going to do something before we feel like doing it. All right, we are going to go out and take my dog on a hike before I feel physically and mentally able to do that. Because when we do, We are showing our brains that we can still experience that. We are showing our brains the behavior, the circumstance, the exercise, the activity that used to bring us joy because our depression has been pulling us away from those things. At this point in survival mode, it's been pulling us all the way back to not taking a shower for three days and emotionally eating to where our stomach feels like crap, right? But you know what the big sad hates? Evidence. The big sad hates evidence. Evidence that I can still find the kick-ass things in life. I can still find the things that don't make me feel like I'm just going through the motions, that truly make me feel like I'm living. I can still find those priorities and those lifelong, long-term health benefits that I used to believe wholeheartedly were important to me. So if you're finding yourself right now checking off a lot of these warning signs that the big sad is in freaking survival mode, I want you, I beg you to do one thing that used to make previous you happy as hell. One thing, that's all I ask. Pull the cover off that big sad, get your booty in the shower, and go do that thing. One thing. And if you come back and you say, yeah, Em, I'm still feeling like crap, okay, I hear you. I hear you. We can work from there. But right now, we are going to commit to doing one thing that used to make previous you, without the big sad covers on, happy. And you know I am all about accountability. If you've been listening to the Kind Mind Project for a while, you're not going to be shocked by this. You are not going to be shocked by the fact that I'm going to ask you to prove that you did. So once you have done that one thing, I want you to go over to your Instagram page, throw it on your Instagram story, and tag me and say, hey, I did that one thing. I'll know what it means. The rest of the world doesn't need to know, but I'll know. Go do that one thing. And let me know about it. Okay? I love you. The big sad has nothing on you. But if you've checked a lot of these warning signs today, I need you to do something about it. I need you to do something about it. Promise me that. Okay? I love you, honeyhead. I'll talk to you very soon. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this weirdo in your journey. If you vibed with this episode, I would love to connect with you on social media. Go take your takeaways to your Instagram story and tag me so I can thank you for spreading a message that is near and dear to my heart. 
Thank you for letting me sit in the passenger seat of your personal growth journey. I want to hear about the mountains that you are moving. But until next time, stay kind to that mind, girlfriend. I'll talk to you soon.